From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Afternoon Edition. We are tracking a pair of big stories right now on the Afternoon Edition. The next atmospheric river rolling our way and the dark clouds swirling over the banking industry. But first, breaking news out of Saratoga. Our chopper is live over West Valley College, which is on lockdown following reports of an armed intruder who may have been carrying a rifle. We just spoke with campus police in just the past 10 minutes. They tell us there is no active shooting situation, and they're looking into whether the object the person was carrying was even a weapon at all. We'll stay on top of this developing story for you, and if anything changes, we'll let you know. Good afternoon. I'm Elizabeth Cook. Our other top story at this hour, the lifeline the Treasury Department just threw to Silicon Valley Bank. Some showed up at dawn to retrieve their money from Bay Area branches. SVB is one of two banks to fail within days of each other. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says depositors will have access to all their money from that bank and New York-based Signature Bank. Meanwhile, our Justin Andrews reports President Biden is also trying to reassure the greater public this is not the beginning of a banking collapse. Customers lined up early this morning outside of Silicon Valley Bank branch in Santa Clara as the Biden administration took steps to make sure individuals and businesses with deposits in SVB and Signature Bank in New York will have access to their money. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. SVB announced almost $2 billion in losses last week, and that sparked a run on withdrawals that the 20th largest bank in the U.S. couldn't handle. What happened on Friday uh, was we saw the funds associated, the payroll wages associated with 66,000 workers leave our account and never make it to employees. Analysts say SVB got into trouble when raising interest rates drove down the value of bonds that the bank was heavily invested in. All of a sudden, Silicon Valley Bank had to sell their bonds at a loss, and that put them in a terrible situation. During a short address this morning, clearly aimed at calming any fears about additional bank failures, President Biden stressed American taxpayers will not be paying for this emergency bailout. The money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. Now, despite the president's reassurances, trading had to be halted on several banks after shares fell off a cliff out of the gate. That includes San Francisco-based First Republic. But as you can see from the big board here, the broader markets are doing okay, up about 135 points. Now to our other big story, the next atmospheric river rolling our way with parts of the Bay Area still reeling from last week's storms. Earlier this morning in San Rafael, a landslide shut down part of Bret Hart Road near Highway 101, bringing down trees and power lines. PG&E turned off electricity for that part of the neighborhood. The road reopened less than two hours ago, but crews are expected to remain on scene to clean up all that mess. And today, the state's Office of Emergency Services is making sure everyone is prepared and stays safe through this next atmospheric river. Cal OES held a briefing online just a few hours ago, outlining the information and resources available for communities. Something officials couldn't stress enough how to drive safely during these storms. Do not drive around barricades. Local responders use them to safely direct traffic, and it can actually be really, really dangerous. Uh, you can be swept away in as little as six inches of water, and a car can be swept away in as little as 12 inches. 
Other tips from Cal OES. Prepare for loss of power. Create a plan to evacuate and get emergency alerts. Now to Monterey County, where thousands have been evacuated since the Pajaro River levee broke over the weekend. We were there earlier today getting a first-hand look at the flooding. You can see a traffic cone floating and some cars stuck in the floodwaters there. Unbelievable. And it's causing a lot of people to stay in shelters for a second day in a row with no timeline on when they can return. Many are seeking refuge in nearby Santa Cruz County, heading to this shelter in Watsonville. We found people there in their pajamas, walking their dogs, and just waiting for word that they can safely go home. And a lot of people are staying in shelters like that one, but many decided to stay in their homes. Dalin reports from Pajaro. If the lights go out, the gas is gone, that's when we'll probably leave. Yeah, but everything's still on. 15-year-old Carlos and his family live on the second floor of this apartment complex. They're surrounded by water. My parents were concerned about me and my siblings and and possibly the robbers getting into their houses. Yeah, that's what they were mostly concerned about. They say looters came to the community during the last evacuation order in January. Carlos says, like many families in Pajaro, his parents are farm workers with little money. They want to protect the little they have. We're okay. We, we have lots of food. Another family that tried to stick it out decided there was nothing left to protect. 15 year old Angel Escudia and his father Juan got on a Monterey County Sheriff's rescue boat Sunday afternoon. When we left the house, it was all the way up to our waist. Angel says the water destroyed everything in the house and three family cars parked outside. We just decided to stay, so they wouldn't take our stuff. We thought the water would go down this morning, but. We, this morning we started to notice it's kind of going like more up. It's getting deeper. This is all they have a few bags of clothes and a few pairs of shoes. Even though they lost everything, they still have each other and their dog, Lucky. Well, I was glad we got out safe. Authorities are urging people to leave since water is still rising. Looting should not be an issue at this time. Um, and in fact, we've actually seen some of the neighbors that are really going out of their way to, to help people out that are not able to get back in. They're going in and securing people's residences, uh, securing some belongings for people, uh, medications, maybe family heirlooms and stuff like that. First responders say almost every part of Pajaro is underwater. Some streets are several feet deep. Homes, businesses, and schools submerged. Surprised and speechless. And these communities just can't catch a break one storm after the other. And what's on the way tomorrow is sure to make flooding in that area even worse. First alert meteorologist Darren Peck is tracking the radar for us. Darren? It likely will, Liz. Not only there, but also for other kind of streams and creeks, particularly through mountainous areas from like Santa Cruz down through Monterey County. If you look at first alert Doppler, you can already see there are some showers on the big picture. But if we want to see when our rain starts to pick up, the light showers out there now are on again, off again. It stays that way through the afternoon. And then tonight, the more widespread rain shows up, really picking up in widespread kind of stability and intensity as we get into the early morning hours tomorrow. So there are your showers for the Tuesday morning time frame. And at this point, in the 6 o'clock hour, where we're seeing some of the uh, bands of orange show up, showing us more consistent widespread steady rain, that's where the accumulations really start to add up, really in that window from like midnight tonight to about 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. We are going to get a little bit of a break tomorrow afternoon, only to see more showers return for the afternoon. So we're going to walk through that and the flood watch in more detail 
and the complete first alert forecast in just a few minutes. Back over to you. All right, Darren, thanks so much. Well, more snow is coming to Tahoe tonight. This is what the roads look like right now. There are chain controls on both I 80 and Highway 50. Reporter Shante Passmore shows us the scene in South Lake Tahoe right now. You won't find shopping carts. Instead, caution tape surrounding this Rayleigh's location in South Lake Tahoe near the state line. Honestly, it's it's um, a little shocking. Like we knew that there's a lot of snow on the rooftops, but um, just didn't expect it because we didn't hear anything yet about it as we were staying just across the street. Why would a storefront sit empty in what's considered the hub of South Lake Tahoe? See for yourself. The only light visible comes from a partially collapsed roof. I just was rolling by, I coming by to pick up some. Champagne, and uh, yeah, we came in here and I saw that. Meanwhile, the winter wonderland presents other hazards. Snow loads are one thing, but melting snow is another. You can see there's caution tape throughout warning people of ice slabs possibly falling. There are also street flooding and massive pothole concerns throughout the city. The ride into town, dicey at times for visitors traveling on Highway 50. That was a white knuckle. Uh, experience. The severe weather, too much for ski resorts like Heavenly, which shut down operations Saturday but reopened Sunday. It was a little bit of a slush fest at the bottom. Uh, at the top, there were some decent conditions, uh, but we made it work. We got some runs in.